Helo a chroeso i bodlediad yr Academy Genedlaethol ar gyfer arweinyddiaeth a ddysgol yng Nghymru. Podlediad sy'n rhannu materion ac arferion arweinyddiaeth allweddol ar draws y sector addysg yma yng Nghymru ac yn rhyngwladol. Hello and welcome to the podcast from the National Academy for Educational Leadership in Wales, a podcast that shares key leadership issues and practices across the education sector here in Wales and internationally. Well, hello, Croeso Cynnes i'r podlediad yma. Hello and a very warm welcome to this podcast. Um, this podcast is being recorded following on from the incredibly interesting webinar we had with Professor Alba Harris, and we're really looking forward to exploring themes that emerged from that webinar with um, colleagues from the youth sector. I'm Trevor Jones, I'm an associate with Cohort 2, and also the head teacher at Ysgol y Creiddin up in, up in Conry. So without further ado, can I ask everybody to, to introduce themselves? Yeah, Borodal, good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm Professor Alma Harris from the University of Swansea, and it's a real pleasure to have this follow-up podcast to the Leadership Unlocked uh, session that I ran for the Academy. Hi, Tim over here, um, Policy Officer with the Welsh Local Government Association. My remit is for youth policy, so young people aged 11 to 25. I have a particular link with the Wales Principal Youth Officers Group, the 22 Strategic Leads for the Youth Service in Wales, also with um, the Council for Wales Voluntary Youth Service, and I'm a member of the, uh, the Leadership Academy's stakeholder group. Hi, everybody. My name's Helen Riddow. I'm head teacher of Escobring Castav, which is a special school for pupils aged 7 to 19 um, in Bridgend in South Wales. We've got pupils with behavioural, emotional and social difficulties, including autism and associated additional learning needs within our school environment. Um, I'm also chair of SWASH, which is South Wales Association of Special School Head Teachers, um, and I'm also a member of the stakeholder group. Thank you very much and a very warm welcome to all, to everybody who has joined us uh, this afternoon. Um, let's, I suppose we, we well, let's 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 get started and move straight on. So Alma, um, following on from the webinar, I know a number of questions and whatnot was asked um, during the webinar as well. Were there any emerging themes that that you um, that you wanted to, to to talk about this afternoon? Yeah, I, th- I think the emerging theme for me is. Uh, around the issue of leading for equity and excellence, the idea that uh, it's not excellence first and equity second. It's the importance of recognising that post-COVID, if we are post-COVID, we need to think about the spotlight that was shone on disadvantaged young people and the uneven playing fields in terms of learning. So for me, I think the the, the big challenge now for education systems around the world is how we deal with uh, post-COVID, how we future-proof education, but most importantly, how we deal with the inequities that we've clearly seen and how we address those so that every child succeeds in every setting. Thank you for that, Alma. It's it's a very interesting interesting follow-on. You know, the, the, the theme of equity has proven to be incredibly challenging coming out of this period. I don't know, Tim, do you have any um, um, feelings when it comes to, to that particular element around equity? Yeah, well, you know, I'm here today to talk um, a lot about the contribution of youth work. Um, and I think in Wales, uh, quite uniquely, um, it would seem, 
we've got two fantastic platforms um, in the shape of the Education Workforce Council and the National Academy for Education Leadership, which has a footprint of educators um, in the broader sense of the word. So, you know, schools obviously have the bulk of the population of uh, children and young people in those environments. Youth workers also contribute in those environments. But there's a lot of learning that goes on in communities uh, where, you know, youth workers and other voluntary sector providers offer a very valued um, contribution to that. We've also got further education, uh, work-based learning, all under those, um, those, those two bodies. So I think it's a really good opportunity there for potentially to have joint training, but the added benefit of um, those joint training or spaces for uh, those professions to come together is to learn about each other's contribution and to take some of those good aspects from each uh, each profession's um, contribution uh, to to ensure that we are providing a a fantastic and the best offer that we can for our for our young people absolutely tim and and i do think as you say the the pandemic has meant a number of those barriers have, have, have fallen and there's a greater appreciation to the work that's done within the youth sectors, but also the greater cooperation that can happen between um, the youth sector and the education sector as a whole in order to benefit young people moving forward. Helen, from a from more of a school perspective, an education perspective, uh, did you have any um, follow-ups or themes coming from the, the webinar at all? Yeah, I think, you know, I would agree with um, everything that Alma and, and Tim have made reference to, you know, for us in particularly in special schools, when we're looking at children with additional learning needs, equity is, you know, at, at the forefront of absolutely everything we do. And quite often, you know, we are the kind of irritants or agitators in the system within special schools um, because, you know, the mainstream system isn't designed for our children and young people um, and the education the curriculum the offer that we provide has to be very very individualized you know we're talking about having a curriculum that's designed specifically for every individual child and so that means that we have to be um, very solution focused within our sector and actually during covid um, we experienced you know similar problems but it meant that the barriers that we had to overcome were far greater than perhaps our colleagues within mainstream schools would have experienced so i think that you know we're um, already within special schools um, we're already kind of catalysts for change and we already collaborate very very widely I'm not suggesting that mainstream schools don't do that but I think within the special sector we almost have no choice you know we have to collaborate with a range of multi-agency colleagues to ensure that our children are as safe as possible and that they receive um, what they need you know to, to cater for their individual needs so I really welcome the opportunity to be having um, you know spaces set aside to be having big conversations which involves wider stakeholders um, and really actually welcome the opportunity that's provided by the curriculum for Wales because that sets out you know big key questions that as a sector we can come together and we can talk about and that includes youth workers and you know every different nuance of, of education and beyond that you know like I say within special schools health colleagues would be important in terms of understanding the educational provision for a child and how that looks and also really the priority for teaching and learning for those children and young people which may be different to the mainstream so yeah you know welcome the opportunity really and the um, importance for equity. 
I think the key there is, um, you know, just to emphasise the fact that it's a curriculum for Wales, um, not necessarily just a curriculum for schools. And, you know, some of these other um, wider agencies have got, as um, Helen says, an important role in contributing and adding to that value, not just in the delivery, but perhaps in the planning and development of the local curricula as well. Thank you, Tim. And thank you, Helen. I don't know, Alba, um, following on from, from Tim and Helen's contributions, I don't know whether, you know, um, you, you wanted to, to follow on from that at all. Yes, thanks, Trevor. I, I mean, I think that both Tim and, and Helen make some really valid and important points about the importance of collaboration within a, a system, particularly a small system like Wales. We've learned through COVID the benefits of collaboration and as Helen said being more solution focused and focusing on what we can do not what we can't do in in a time of uh, disruption like we've experienced. I mean one of the big messages I think coming out of uh, our experience is the importance of of multi-agency support and the importance of connection. I mean if, if, if isolation is the enemy of improvement and I think it is I think we, we've learned do, during COVID the importance of, you know, just not just stakeholder engagement, but also community engagement and, and, and your right to talk about curriculum for Wales, because I think that's a major opportunity for us to, to see the system as a whole, because we're all involved in it at, at different levels. And the importance of the fact, well, the fact that that curriculum is actually being co-constructed by the profession for the profession. And I think that puts Wales in a very unique position to start to demonstrate to other systems around the world how this collaboration can actively work so that young people, whether in special schools or whether in the youth, youth sector or whether they're in schools, can have the, the absolute best opportunities available to progress to whatever career they want. Um, and, you know, we, we, we need to model uh, the practice that we see in special schools, you know, as Helen rightfully said, there's some terrific practice there and it shouldn't be the best kept secret. You know, we should be learning from that practice. The same for youth work. We need to take down these, these false boundaries and barriers that stand in our way and see ourselves, as Tim said, as a completely holistic education system where support comes from every part so that we're the best that we can possibly be. Absolutely. And the the opportunity to collaborate across you know, um, of the sector using curriculum for Wales provides a unique opportunity in order to allow this this to happen. I don't know, Tim, Helen, in terms of um, Alma referring to the fact that we've got the opportunity there to genuinely come together. How do you see that happening in practice? What do we need to do to be able to put that together, grasp the nettle, so to speak? I think there are, um, you know, some organic opportunities which present themselves. Um, so I think, you know, perhaps you, Tim and I might, may, might link together after, you know, having discussions and we might find some opportunities. But I do think there is a place for, you know, kind of different organisations. I, I made reference to my role in SWASH and there's, you know, an equivalent North Wales um um, association as well, NWASH, no surprise. And actually during COVID, we've built really close links with one another and we're working far more closely um, across Wales. And actually, potentially, that's an opportunity and we need to, as professionals, everybody take responsibility for that um, and broaden our collaboration, if you like. You know, the, there's lots of things to be learned from you know, businesses if we're looking at community-focused schools and we look at employment trends in our local areas. And actually, you know, we all 
potentially should have that duty upon us and, and also upon um, our local businesses to build those links so that we're gaining those meaningful employment links for our children and young people as they're progressing through education. Yeah, I think if um, if colleagues aren't aware, um, a youth work board has been established recently, which has been chaired by Keith Towler. Yesterday, I was on one of the strategic participation groups of that called the Valued and Understood Group. And we were discussing what, how effective and what impact that group has had. And I think, you know, Trevor, you reflected um, in a small way on, on the fact that, you know, youth work has been very valued through the pandemic in regard to its role and its approach. Um, but I think that understood element of youth work is still not, not quite there. Um, you know, youth work has its own qualifications framework. It has its own national occupational standards. In Wales, we have the Youth Work in Wales Principles and Purposes document. But what we were talking in the Valued and Understood group about yesterday was bringing in people from other sectors that Youth Work has a partnership role with. So schools, health, social care, social justice, um, but not as an ad hoc. You can come to one meeting, we'll have a conversation, you'll go away, that's great. You know, a more sustained um, approach. So maybe they could attend three or four meetings and get more immersed in some of that conversation that we have in the sector um so it gives a better understanding then and a better perception of that person who is uh, representing that sector can can take on i think as well at national level i'm not convinced that youth work is seen as a strategic um sector uh, i attend a number of um, national groups and meetings uh, by virtue of the fact that i work in the wlj which is great so at least the sector's got somebody there but when decisions are being taken about where youth work can contribute and where it can't com- contribute, maybe that proper knowledge isn't around the table to have that, um, that um, detailed conversation so that we can ensure that that contribution is as effective as it can be. Uh, there's lots of other youth provision out there that isn't youth work as well, no less valued. But I mentioned that youth work from 2017 as well is a, a registered profession with the EWC alongside teachers and further education and work-based learning colleagues. So, they, you know, we, we really do have um, a number of opportunities. I wonder if um, one of the, the ways forward, um, you know, I've always found that working on a specific piece of work or a specific problem, I don't know how to flip that into the positive, but that always brings about the strongest relationship and the biggest change because people, organisations, whoever they may be, are working together towards the same goal. And actually that that reinforces all of those um, organic relationships and then often identifies all sorts of symbiotic um, you know, benefits that both organisations or both groups of people, however you want to look at it, can achieve. Um, I guess the question is whether um, we formalise that or whether that's something that we just allow to, to naturally occur. But that would be my view as to how we achieve the, the greatest degree of collaboration and the strongest relationships across the sectors. I think that I think that's right, Helen. And I, I guess controversially, I may say that you know one of the barriers to collaboration is is people, I guess, believing that uh, this is their turf and 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 sharing is a weakness. Whereas actually, I think sharing is a strength. I think you also talk about the importance of um, authentic collaboration rather than contrived collegiality or just loose cooperation, because that doesn't get us anywhere. We really need to focus on as you say, a a real issue that everybody is concerned about and that everybody can contribute to, whether they're from health or or, social work or or indeed education. 
And I guess my final thought on, on that is, is, the, is the quote that it takes a village to raise a child. And I think, you know, it takes an entire system to, to give a child in Wales and anywhere else the real opportunity to be the best that they can be. And I think everybody on this call would want that for every child in Wales. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Alma. And um, I, I can't think of a, uh, a better place to bring this podcast to an end than with those those final words. It does take a village to, to raise a child. It does take a system to educate a young person. And hopefully today goes some of the way to talking about some of the ways that that can happen. Thank you very much to you all, Tim, Alma and Helen, for being with us this afternoon. And um, very much hope that today will provide a little bit of a spark for those who have listened in order to think about this moving forward. Gobeithion eich bod wedi mwyn hair bennod hon o bodlediad yr Academy Arwynyddiaeth. Tan ysgrifiwch ar Spotify, podlediadau Apple neu Google a pheidiwch byth â cholli pennod. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Leadership Academy podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts and never miss an episode.